When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and the worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Ed Knight. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. How you doing, Ed? You all right? Um, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine, thanks. Uh, uh, we were just talking about your route here and it sounds like a very lovely route. Yeah, standard, mate. It's just it's standard. standard. Yeah. Ten min- 11 minutes late for Southern Rail. Yeah. I read some of uh, Ant and Dec's autobiography, joint autobiography, in the little sort of one-pound charity uh, train station library. Oh, nice, yeah. Brilliant book. Gold. I was pissing myself laughing. <laughs> it's called, like, What a Lovely Pair. <laughs> nice. Like, like, of tits. You get it? I get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. yeah it's, really, it's really, really funny. Brilliant. Um, Ed, should we jump in? Who's going to be your first choice? Uh, first, Dick, number one, mm. George Orwell. George Orwell? Yeah, George Orwell. Okay, tell me why George Orwell. He's just a he's just a smug cunt. <laughs> we'll have to. Yeah. Well, I, I I was lined up for the smug cunt slot. Yeah. And I ended up picking two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first smug prick is George Orwell. I hate him. Why George Orwell though? All right. So I never I read Animal Farm. Mm. Didn't really have an issue with it. Yeah. It was, it was just like fine. Mm. Read uh, like the first half of 1984. Got bored. Fine. I was like 15. And then a few years ago, a friend, a uh, lovely friend, mm. not his fault mm. by any means, he gave me a book called Books vs. Cigarettes. It's a book of essays by George Orwell. Right. And the titular essay, he he makes the argument that uh, people don't read that much in the 1930s or whatever the fuck it was. People don't read that much because books are expensive. Mm. So he tallies up how much he spends on cigarettes and right. how much he spends on books. And his conclusion is basically, if poor people gave up cigarettes, they could afford books and be as clever as me. Which is a, such a stupid, stupid thing from someone that can afford both. Yeah. I've, I've had, like, not enough money even for cigarettes before, and Animal Farm isn't a fucking... That's that's not that's not a tonic for that. It's no. not like methadone, you know. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to read your fucking dumb shit. It, there's absolutely no perspective, and it, the 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 fact that it's been lauded so much, despite what is in my view like a clear 
downside is, is baffling to me that mm. so many people have gone, if they quit smoking, they could. It's like, well, if you fucking go and do 19 hours in the mines, or well, you can't. Yeah, if you want to read one of your <laughs> shitty books. And granted, I haven't read enough. I'm not sure, I'm not knowledgeable enough to argue, but it didn't stop Orwell, did it? No. <laughs> uh, but so, some people would say he was one of the greatest writers of all time. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> Right. I yeah. I just I don't like how much uh, his phrases he coined and stuff get bandied about. Mm. What phrase? What phrase? Like thought police, Orwellian, okay, Big Brother, all that stuff. Right. Yes. People are talking. Well, obviously, Animal Farm and uh, and 1984. Although again, I haven't read all of 1984. Shut up. <laughs> but about totalitarian states, and everyone's describing. Everyone, oh, it's really Orwellian nowadays, isn't it? I'm like, no, it isn't, you idiot. It's the exact opposite of what he thought it was going to be. And it's the, it's the same bad stuff, but under the complete opposite conditions. Are yeah. there not some similarities? There are some similarities, but it's not like... Uh, pe- like people often use the, the term, uh, maybe this is just in comedy, where uh, offence is like the hot button issue. Mm. People often use the term four legs good, two legs bad to describe... Um, PC culture or whatever. Right, okay. But it's yeah. just completely not the same mm. because it's it's like a a small group of opinionated people uh, online where everyone of every opinion has a platform. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not one pig in charge. For sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Down and Out in Paris and London fucks me off and all. Uh, why is that? I've read a bit of that. Have you ever read uh, Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller? No. So lots of people say it's like the first postmodern novel, the best model of, no, novel of the the 20th century. Mm. Fucking bullshit, all right? <laughs> I read it, and so the person that recommended it to me was like, oh, you must read it in Paris. You must read it in Paris. Well, yeah, I'll just fuck off to Paris then to read a book. <laughs> and, uh, no one's doing that. No, no one's doing that, and... The quotes on the cover saying how great it was. It's basically a book about a guy twatting about in Paris being a, a writer uh, yeah, in yeah. the 20s. And the quotes saying how good it was are from Orwell and Samuel Beckett to other people who spent a considerable amount of time twatting about in Paris. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's like someone writing a book about what it's like to be a, a croaky stand-up comedian. Yeah. I mean, going, this is this is really, this is the best book of the century. This <laughs> yeah. is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely no, no, no self-awareness at all. Mm. George Orwell goes in, who's going to be your second choice for your Desert Island Dicks? Russell Brand. Russell Brand. And this one I do actually have uh, many, many reasons. Lay it out there. So I worked at the book launch for his book, Relution, Revolution. Mm. Revolution. That was around the time. I love that you worked on it, but you're still not sure exactly what it was called. I, I don't think fucking anyone was because the <laughs> no, weird font. Yeah. I worked at the book launch. It was around the time that he was telling everyone not to vote, mm. and he did Messiah Complex. Mm. And there was a poster for a film he made, where which features him standing fifty feet tall above London, and he was doing the trues and stuff. Yeah, like he thinks he's fucking Orwell or something like that. I know, yeah. And uh, I did this book launch, and it was just so like. It was in the most sort of Route 1 gentrification kind of warehouse in Hackney. And uh, the queue, there were people uh, handing out flyers in the queue, people from... Right, uh, yeah. I think it was Hackney, but people from the area handing out flyers protesting gentrification and <sighs> councils moves to... And they all got kicked out. There was a fucking guy... I was waiting about five minutes for a urinal. There was a guy standing there. He wasn't pissing. He was checking his phone. He was oh, wearing... He, he was wearing odd bike shoes. Oh. What a cunt. 
are mismatched, but like the ones with the little fucking clips on the bottom. You're painting a real picture of this experience. And this was around the time that he was telling people not to vote, right? One of the yeah. one of the one of the attractions, one of the attractions at this event, the book launch, was uh, a group of like award-winning school kid debate teams, mm. like sixteen-year-olds or whatever, were debating whether or not we should vote. And it was like a fucking pantomime. All the hipsters in the crowd were booing the side that these fucking children that were, had been given that half of the motion saying we should and that it was a duty and stuff and then uh, and, they, <laughs> and then they just the, the debate on whether or not we should vote culminated in a vote to see who won oh wow guess who fucking won <laughs> it was absolutely horrific when you say like, one of the attractions like what else was going on what else I can't remember I was right. um, at the time I was working with one of the bands that mm. was playing and that's why I was there Okay, right, okay. For a book launch to have like that and bands playing, it sounds quite... I don't go to a lot of book launches, but that sounds quite um, quite the event. Extravagant. It, yeah. sounds like, um, it sounds like turd decoration is what it sounds like <laughs> to me. It's like, let the fucking book speak for itself, you know? Yeah. The ideal book launch is you just... For me, right, yeah. what you do is you just get one copy of the book, just leave it on a pavement somewhere... And if it's if it's fuck if it's good enough, someone will pick it up, really go, fucking hell. And then just, just start pointing people your way. Right? Yeah. If you've got to have fucking bands and a debate and a fucking shed in Shoreditch and it's sorry, mate. Oh, yeah. Sorry for a shit book. Okay, yeah. In my opinion. Um Russell Brand did this series once, uh, called Rebrand. Did you ever see this? I didn't see it. Oh my goodness. You're gonna have a field day. I mean, if you can bring yourself to watch it, all of it <laughs> I think is on YouTube. Yeah. But it's like Russell Brand trying to find his feet in like presenting. It was like a really early series that might have been on a it was on a very small production company. Maybe right. it ended up on Channel Four or something at the time or an E4 or one of these things and it's um, Russell Brand like experiencing different things and in one episode he sets it up that's one of the episodes humility (laughs) (laughs) fucking better be one of the episodes is him and his dad he says in this episode I'm going to fight my dad right and him and his dad both train boxing and and it ends in him and his dad just like like beating each other up in a boxing ring but the great thing about it is you get to see him, his dad land loads of good punches on Russell Brand Amazing. and if you can if you can bring yourself to watch some of it that is I well worth it I should have done this years ago <laughs> yeah man I, yeah the amount of vitriol I have for that man is uh... like where does Russell Brand feel like he can go about saying things like don't vote everyone do you know what I mean yeah. you have to have a real belief in what you're saying right yeah know. yeah and also just uh, uh, add ooky wook to the end of words and people just do whatever you say yeah yeah it's fucking crazy if you think about it <laughs> it is this, crazy this guy just he interviewed Ed Miliband yeah what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck who let that happen I know <laughs> how did how did we get that far I know it's crazy you know? I remember it? sort of all that was happening I was like in my last year of school and I was thinking mm. oh well this is the future, but okay, yeah. But then, so so him having that that really strong opinion, but then like so many outlets just giving him airtime to tell everyone not to vote. It's quite a you know if you think about it, it's quite an extreme thing to like let someone go on on air and tell the nation that they shouldn't be voting. Such a dangerous thing to do as well. It's mad, isn't it? Luckily for us, there was another general election two years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and the fact that afterwards he said, if I recall, he said I was wrong. You should have voted. 
you not remember this? I seem to remember very clearly. I don't remember it at all. Finding that out and just being angry as fuck. Uh, just thinking, why the fuck? Yeah. Oh, man. See, I sometimes wonder if you if you take one of Russell Brand's stand-up DVDs and take out all the repeated words or uh, words that he's added ibbly-obbly to the end of, yeah. how much it would shorten it by. What he, he does is he takes a haiku, or how, puts uh, it on the wall and then just starts chucking alphabet spaghetti at it. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. See if I can make an hour out of this. Yeah, or if you could take that and see how long it would be, you could probably yeah. do a DVD in itself of him just using oobly woobly words on the end. Oobly woobly words yeah, on the end of yeah. things or whatever he does. He's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like Hannibal, isn't he? <laughs> it is. Just, Russell you look Rams at him like a different prison. That's just, he's, it's, he's insane. He is. Yeah. So, in my opinion, in, yeah, obviously, Lawyers. you know, of course. Um, uh, anything else on Russell Brand before we leave Russell Brand there on the island? Uh, nah, nothing you can say here. No, he's all right, bloke. Actually, <laughs> um, so Russell Brand goes on, and who's going to be your third choice? Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yes, yeah, so, not for the reasons you think. Okay, okay. If people don't know, explain who Tom Holland is. Tom Holland is Spider-Man. He, yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. That's mm. why. Ex-Billy Elliot. He was Billy Elliot. Now right. Spider-Man. Mm. Which, you know, his dad, if his dad was upset at him being a ballet dancer, <laughs> wait until he sees the Spider-Man costume, you know? Yeah. Um, boom, boom. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. Anyway, uh, all right. So the reason Tom Holland would be on the desert island purely for my own frustration. Yeah, okay. Because I imagine, like, a, for me and him, it would be like a Keenan and Kel type scenario <laughs> where he'd just be sort of faultlessly loving and happy and positive mm. and I would get increasingly angry, not b- at what he was doing, but because, like, he was acting as, like, a tabula rasa or a mirror for my own sort of shortcomings. Right, know? okay, yeah. So, like, so, you know when you're a kid, mm. right? When I was a kid... I was like the prime age. I'm 22 now. I was the prime age for the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Right. Still the best superhero films, in my opinion. Okay. Not aged very well, arguably. But <laughs> Spider-Man 2, still brilliant. Yeah. IMO. I haven't seen it for a while, though, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was the perfect age for the those films. Saw them in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Used to pretend to be Spider-Man. When I was a kid, I always just assumed that one day... I would be Spider-Man. Really? Obviously. Everyone just, not not like play him. Yeah, yeah. In real life. Yeah, yeah. But you know when, when you're a kid and you go, well, yeah, obviously I'm going to be a Jedi. Mum was Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Obviously we all had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, naturally I'm going to be Spider-Man. Mm. You know, because you're a kid and the world revolves around you. And then all of a sudden, they're making a new Spider-Man film. That's interesting. <laughs> and not only are they making a new Spider-Man film, the kid that got cast, he's like, we're from similar backgrounds. Right. Old Tommy H. Not like super similar, but like we grew up in the same area, but his, I think, is. Like, I think he's from Richmond, is it? Something like that? Yeah, maybe. I think, maybe. Yeah. But like, if I look at his life and I think it's feasible enough that, like, say, for example, you were nominated for an Oscar yeah. with uh, Monsters Inc. Right. Right. If you nominated for a monster with Monsters Inc. and, like, Schindler's List won. Right. You'd be like, well, that's fine, because it's not like, I c- we can't compare the two of these. Say you were nominated with Monsters, Inc. and Monsters vs. Aliens 1. Right, yeah. You'd be like, yeah. well, what could I have done better? Because yeah. that that's within my reach now. Yeah. So when Tom Holland got cast as Spider-Man, 
suddenly my whole world came crashing down. Because it could have been, yeah. Because an impulse that I hadn't addressed since I was five yeah. suddenly came lurching into the future to kick me in the ass. Yeah. And I was like, you're never going to be Spider-Man. This kid's younger than you. It was like the first time that I ever saw Marcus Rashford play football. Yeah. Because yeah. it was the first time I was consciously aware of a football player being much younger than me. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to be dead soon. And Tom Holland's <laughs> younger than me as well. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's purely my own neurosis. Yeah. Because it's like, he's, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just done really well for himself. And you could have just done it and it I was could, something you wanted it, so bad. All my, yeah, it's, it was, it turns out it was doable. <laughs> you know? Uh, whenever any musician uh, that can't particularly sing and is younger than me, Oh, come man. through I just think to myself I should have just had a go do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I should have I should have just left the bedroom but I didn't and here we are on this podcast that sounds like a song by one of those people yeah. I should have just left the bedroom brackets but I didn't and here we are on this podcast <laughs> class brackets could have been yeah um, with Tom Holland right yeah Tom Holland all, like, all of his brothers are actors and stuff as well right I think I think like his whole family are actors right so I feel like it was just like en route like yeah. isn't it just like a like I don't know it was he he probably had an easy in with being Spider Man well yeah yeah I don't know Same. maybe well the way I, I am I will just the fact that he is Spider Man is a personal failure of mine okay <laughs> not yeah. a success of his you know yeah. <laughs> and also if we were on a desert island together mm. you know when the search party turns up it's like I, I know who they're there for <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, Holland's Twitter's been quiet for a few days. <laughs> oh, no. And they'll turn up and go, oh, great, Spider-Man. Oh, look who he is. is it, look oh, at right, the sky. Nominated. Nah. <laughs> Tom Holland. Anything else on Tom Holland before we, we leave him on I'm the island? I'm sure he's a lovely boy. Yeah. I think, if I recall correctly, he's one of those, like celebrities that goes to children's hospitals oh man dressed as the character it just like, makes you feel so much worse though. yeah no 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 it's like fucking just slagging off good people it's so no it's not I, I he's he honestly seems like a lovely person not like brand like if i was on a desert island with brand i imagine i'd make like a like a desert island wife out of coconuts and bamboo and he'd fuck her while i wasn't looking <laughs> you know yeah he um but tom Holland. it's more the fact that he he epitomizes everything that you you, I'm what, not. Yeah, you, but you wanted and success. You can, yeah, good looks, <laughs> loads of abs. <laughs> uh, no one needs that many abs. <laughs> yeah, fucking Tom Holland abs, Holland. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. If we we put Tom Holland on the island, you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there's some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? I hate mayonnaise. Interestingly enough, in succession... Last week's person hated oh, mayonnaise really? as well. That? Her name's Amy Vo. She's a radio presenter okay. on Virgin Breakfast, and she hates mayonnaise. Oh, fuck mayonnaise, man. Oh, Can't be doing with it. This podcast is going to start some kind of movement, I feel like, because mayonnaise. since last week, other people have been coming out. What is it about mayonnaise that you hate so much? I don't know, just the, the taste. Really? Cool, yeah. thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. I, I just don't, don't know what it is. I just hate the taste, I hate the smell. Have you always been like that? Yeah. Mayonnaise, pickles... 
Ah, so is it, is it like a vinegary thing? Maybe it is a vinegary thing. Do you have yeah. vinegar on your chips? Sometimes, yeah. Do you? I don't like. I like um, uh, sauce. Like in Scotland, when you get sauce on your chips, I like that as well. Mm. I like. Uh, I just don't. I don't like capers. I don't think I've like stuff that's been pickled. So, I like Hellman's, mate, like jar mayonnaise. Other mayonnaises are available. Um, I like an aioli. Like, can you have mayo? Like, so if you're buying a prepackaged sandwich, you're all right no, with the mayo? No. If I'm getting a prepackaged sandwich, no mayo. Has but that... weirdly, tuna mayo and egg mayo can do that. You can do it? Yeah, but not enough. There's got, not got to be too much mayo. So if it's like a mayo mix like a, into, into other things, you're fine? It depends how much mayo there is. Okay, right. Yeah. If it's like mayo on the bread, no fucking way. Getting yeah. a burger from McDonald's, no mayo. Is there any other food that you have a similar hatred for? Pick, yeah, pickles. Just pickles. Not a fan of tomatoes. Um, can you think of a specific time where, like when you were younger, where you had mayo and it was uh, it was a bad experience for you? Um, no. It was just knowing straight away that you just it just wasn't yeah. for you. Whereas, like, was you know, sometimes you grow into foods. Mm. Nah, not for me. Not do, for me, man. I just hate it till I die. I think. Does it make it? Does it make it difficult for you? Uh, yeah. When you <laughs> in life, yeah. when you're out and about trying to get lunch and you just can't have a mayo. It is a nightmare, mate. Is it? Loads of places just it's 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 like Mayo Town, Mayo City. Marks and Spencer's is a no goes on for me. <laughs> and also all the all the like the purposefully non mayo sandwiches are just fucking dog shit. Who wants just ham? <laughs> No one wants just ham. No one wants just ham. No way. I'm getting that. No, no, looks like I'm having dry bread and a pat of butter again. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Pret-a-Manger. <laughs> what about um, when you are going out and buying your lunch? What are you going for then? I'm fond of a Tesco's meal deal. But the little pastas have got mayo in. Are they all right? Nah. Uh, nah, mate. But what if it's mixed up? Whoever came up with pasta and mayonnaise is a philistine. <laughs> yeah. Potato salads are the same. Who's like, we need to preserve this? Yeah. Let's chuck in this. this but can you imagine if like you did the same thing with ketchup and like a different, a different kind of salad? No, yeah. yeah it would be what? horrible. In everyone the pasta, would, that's not would, yeah, good. Everyone would kick you off the boat. Mayo is creamier, though, isn't it? So is cream. Use cream. <laughs> yeah. Cream taste of less stuff. It's, it's, mayo's just offensive, you know? Do you like eggs? I'm a big fan of eggs. Oh, yeah, because yeah, mayo's a bit eggy. Mayo, as far as I'm aware, is mostly eggs. Yeah. Yeah. So why why not mayo? I just, I don't know. Can you put your finger on why? Uh, no, I can't even put my finger on, on any mayonnaise because it makes me feel sick. <laughs> That's it? No. Is it a texture thing? The texture I don't like. I don't like the taste. It's one, It's like... Everything about it, I don't like. On Twitter, oh, right. just before we leave Mayo, on Twitter, okay. people have started a movement called Mayno. Really? So, yeah, against Mayo. I have nothing against County Mayo in Ireland. Oh, yeah, OK. Nothing against County Mayo. County Mayo is fine. Yeah. OK, cool. County Mayo. Um, Mayno, that's great. Mayno, hashtag Mayno. But is that something about Theresa May or is that just about mayonnaise? Uh, well, I think it was started because of last week's podcast. Okay. And it's, you know, it's a very small thing. It says a lot about the 21st century that... Sorry, probably the most appropriate hashtag for expressing displeasure with the Prime Minister is being used uh, as an anti-mayonnaise <laughs> yeah. rallying cry. Started on a podcast Maybe by some comedians. <laughs> yeah. so just fucking all put our VR headsets on and die. Maybe we'll just move it forward like that. Yeah. Um, what's going to be your drink choice? Ruddles. Ruddles. It tastes like petrol and it gives you a headache. Next. <laughs> But many times I've been very, very skin and thought to myself, I want to go out, I want to see some people and I want to have a drink. It's got me through on a tenner. 
Yeah, same. Uh, just have. I'd rather have half pints than have ruddles. Half pints of something else. Yeah. And have less time with people that you know. Half pints are not ruddles and drink it slower. I don't think ruddles is going to be anyone's favourite pint. Ruddles is like the phantom menace of beers. Because every five years, I'll think, it can't be as bad as I'm remembering <laughs> it is. And then it is. <laughs> You know? That is so good. Thank you. It's um, so hypothetically, right, okay. the plane crashes. You're on the island, right? right. And you you open up the cargo hold, and you're like, "Oh man, look at those barrels! I'm just going to see off the rest of my days, just like drunk out of my mind." Yeah. And then it's ruddles, warm ruddles. The make a empty the barrels, make a raft. <laughs> That's it. And then yeah, you could just drown yourself in the ruddles. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. I if I if I'd if I wanted to kill myself on the island, I think I'd probably look for other means of doing it then, before drowning myself in the ruddles. Okay. Ed, ruddles is going to go in there. Fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. Okay. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One has your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? I had a real hard time picking stuff okay for this like podcast picking people yeah and because I, I don't really like, I like to be a nice boy I don't really like being vitriolic yeah um, although you did have quite a lot of distaste for most of them did yeah, yeah. yeah so it's really, it's really you know when someone says think of anything mm. it's really hard to think of something mm. so I was trying to film and song were probably apart from all the others were probably the hardest ones to do mm. um, but film I just did one I saw recently Justice League Justice League. Fucking shit. What goes on in... I haven't seen it. What goes on in Justice League? So I heard that apparently it was supposed to be two films and then they decided to make it in one film and then they decided to shorten it even more. I went to wow. see it at the cinema and I really rarely go to the cinema because it's so expensive. Um, mm. but I went with um, uh, comedians Piano Valley, mm. Phil Wang and a couple of other lovely boys. Okay. And we watched Justice League because... I'd heard mixed reviews, but mixed, like, in the classical sense of mixed. Some people going, oh, it's actually better than you think, and it was fucking dull shit. <laughs> it was abysmal. At the end, there was a post credit scene. And yeah, I was like, oh, fucking great, more <laughs> film. Who wants that? None of us. Did you deliberately stay to the end to watch it? Yeah. Did you, what else have I Were, were you the guy that told everyone we should stay to the end because there's more? I was like, there might be a post credits. <laughs> you know, what if there's one dark sides in it? No, I just, I did not enjoy it. All over the place. Superman came back from the dead. Spoiler alert. He should have been fucking screaming. Yeah. Instead of just, like, topless and fighting everyone with a really stern face on. He should have been horrified and, like, sort of rocking back and forward on the floor. Yeah. Because he's, he's been dead. Justice League. I mean... Or The Last Jedi. Because those are the two films I've seen recently. And you didn't like The uh, Last Jedi? I hated The Last Jedi. Why did you hate The Last Jedi? Me and uh, my, uh, my friend, brilliant comedian Sid Singh, went to see a midnight release together in Wimbledon and uh, we had people moving away from us on the bus back because we were slagging it off so much oh wow yeah and they'd just been to see it as well yeah yeah they were like yeah that's, it's properly that's properly mixed opinion I really didn't like it why did you hate it just um, it didn't feel like a Star Wars film it right it didn't feel like it uh, treated the the law with enough respect but it just like didn't seem coherent to me the, the best way of summing it up I can remember is another comic Jake Baker pointed out to me um, uh, spoiler alert if you've not seen the film stop listening now um, at the end when Admiral Holdo light speeds into the Star Destroyer to blow it up she says Godspeed instead of may the force be with you you've literally set up an entire thing of however like seven fil eight films where the whole thing is that you say 
the may the force be with you when you do. It was just lazy as fuck. It seemed like they weren't paying attention. That's really that is. I didn't notice that, yeah, but yeah. it's such a forgotten element that's yeah, really yeah. important. It's such a huge thing. Just like characterised the whole thing for me. Oh wow! But I'm open to having my opinion changed because I desperately wanted to like it. I left there and I I did feel entertained. I thought it was entertaining, but I think it was more kind of like. I think it would work better as a standalone. I'm looking forward to his trilogy of films that he's been given. Mm. Uh, Rian Johnson, in it, that directed it. He's mm. been given his own trilogy of Star Wars films. I'm looking forward to those because I think that when he doesn't have any existing stuff to adhere to, he'll be able to make some really, really good films. Yeah, right. But when it's like, it just it felt really disjointed to what had come before. But again, obviously, Empire Strikes Back had a terrible, well, not terrible, but mixed reception when it came out. And in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, it's proved to be one of the... The probably the most fondly remembered one, and we still haven't seen the third instalment yet. I, I've, I mean, for me, uh, from recent Star Wars, yeah, it's going to be hard pushed to beat, beat Rogue One. I loved Rogue One. I was just so I just loved Rogue One. It was great, and what I loved so much about it is that it's just all encapsulating. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And then it, it, it like that, end, and you know what happens next. Man, Do you know what I mean? So good. I loved it. It's good. It's, I can't wait for the Han Solo film mm. and for the. Apparently they're doing a Obi Wan Kenobi one. Are they? My, that was Spider Man or Obi Wan Kenobi. Was that, my two people. Yeah. Okay. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it's cool. He was my guy. How did you get I wind of this? I spend ninety percent of my waking hours on the internet. Do you? yeah. <laughs> Movie forums, you name it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yes, please. Um, just back to Justice League. Hello. It's quite. It's quite. It's quite rare nowadays yes. that they'll take what would be two films yeah. and condense it into one film yeah. which shows you it must have been bad changed directors halfway through is it actually yeah it was a by all accounts a fucking shit show um, and there's one bit in the film spoiler alert if you've not seen Justice League um, there's a bit where uh, Batman goes to like some tiny like like um, Norse fishing village to recruit Aquaman mm. and uh and Aquaman's about to dive into the sea and fuck off into the sea again. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. No, Aquaman's yeah. about to fuck off into the sea. And Batman's kind of, well, not Bruce Wayne's kind of on the shore seeing him off, saying, so what you think about my offer to be in the Justice League? And Aquaman says, and like there are loads of villagers standing behind Batman, and Aquaman says something like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to dress up like a bat and piss about or something. He basically just he basically acknowledges the fact that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and then he fucks off into the sea. But there are just loads of civilians around Bruce Wayne. Right, okay. I've witnessed him being outed as Batman, and no one says anything about oh, it. Oh man! And I was like, cool. <laughs> no one. No, no, I don't care. Presumably, in no the, one making it. Noticed. In the narrative context, I'm never going to leave this fishing village. No. So, yeah. Not, no, I find it hard to believe that one of those fishermen would have gone. Fuck this. That like soup. That fucking. Arthur Curry's catching all the fish. We've got no work. We don't need boats because he can swim at a million miles an hour and <laughs> yeah. talk to all the fish. I'm going to go to uh, Metropolis. I've just found out who Batman is. I can, <laughs> I can, I, I can live like a king with this information. <laughs> the money I'll get. Is this set in the present day? It is set in the present day. So anyone could have just jumped on Twitter and outed him as Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> mad. Isn't that terrible? It's insane. The whole, but that's like the my sort of. Smallest gripe with the film, but that epitomises the problems. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Piano Valley, the comic, explained the problem with the film really well. And with every film with Superman in it, it's like all the baddies sort of start beating people up, and everyone's like, 
oh no, who who can possibly overpower this person that's almost as strong as God? Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> all right, fine. Thanks, shout out Pierre for that one. Thank yeah. you. Because it's, it's, it's so dumb, because the whole thing, they're getting beaten up by the bad guys. Like, who do we know that can beat it's Superman? He fucked you all up earlier. Yeah, right, yeah, He's, yeah. Wh- wh- why are you letting him just be on a farm in Kansas? Oh, man. <sighs> It sounds so stupid. It was, uh, yeah, it was a fun experience. It was one of those films where it was fun to watch slagging it off with other people in the cinema. Mm, yeah. I'll bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, were yeah. you talking during the film? Oh, yeah. Were, was was, pr- were, were oh. people around you getting annoyed? No, no, I was whispering. Ah, OK. It okay. was um, all the other people I was with laughing at my brilliant jokes that was probably more annoying. <laughs> uh, are you going to get some uh, material out of it? No. It was, it was just a bad film. Okay, in right. My opinion. Justice League. Um, what's going to be your song choice? I've been ex- experiencing lots of buskers this past week. Mm. So my song choice is any kind of twinkly country acoustic guitar cover of like a pop song. Right. Yeah. Like Little Lion Man esque. Yes. Okay. Something where there's like a like a cadence or like a resolution where it's like. Like that. It's oh, like, yeah, goes up yeah. And goes down. I, I just hate that shit. And, that, and when they do like a like a sort of um, dramatic emotional pause, like on a bit before yeah. they break into the verse or the chorus, or when they're singing and they kind of tail off, so it's like ah, like that, and, it's like, ah, yeah. and then go off the mic yeah, in that yeah. way, yeah. stamp the foot and just like, like roll around. So, they have so many emotions while they're singing that they can't bear to keep on singing. I feel like this is something that people have done forever, isn't it? It's yeah. like. It's been done. To, why? Why do you feel like you've noticed it's more recently? Unlike normal, where I do comedy, where mm. I travel at nights, and mm. I've been doing a lot of um, travelling in busy areas during peak commuter times. Right. Okay. So the volume of buskers seen by me is higher than normal. Right. Okay. Okay. So you've really noticed this problem. Yeah. Uh, any any songs other than that 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 really stand out to well, you? Little Lion Man. That's the kind of typifies the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. I have gripes with one song. Okay. Not with a song, with people people's attitudes to a song. You know on Tinder? I've never been on Tinder. Have you not? I've not, yeah. That's a, I've been yeah. with someone quite a long time. Okay, fair enough. And uh, I've, no, I've never been on Tinder. I've never experienced internet dating. <laughs> That's a good thing. So there's this thing on Tinder, right, where on your profile you can have your anthem, which is where you pick a song that you like, and then people will be like can kind of get the measure of you like by the same really like by the pictures in the bio is it called your anthem yeah it's called your anthem on it on it yeah it's called is your it like your anthem then come on then it has your then your song yeah yeah that's really that, that seems really embarrassing to yeah, me yeah and uh, I set my anthem as Snooker Loopy by Chaz and Dave uh and it's Has just, that been a lot of success off the no, back of that? Absolutely nothing. And everyone's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, it's it's like a fun. No one else on Tinder will have Snookaloopy as their anthem. And I think you're going need, niche, though. I think Do you know we what I mean? need more skiffle. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's not enough skiffle going on on Tinder. Just in general. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, you want to bring back skiffle? Bring back skiffle. That's what I say. I mean. Without Skiffle, we wouldn't have had bands like Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, we wouldn't have bands like Chaz and Dave. And, and we wouldn't like have Snooker the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Be- the Beatles was a Skiffle thing first, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah. They Let's started they a Skiffle were. band. Let's say that they were. Yeah. So were the Rolling Stones. The Quarry That's, band. That might, may or so may not be true, but... Kanye West, I heard. Yeah. Skiffle first. <laughs> as far as 
as far as I remember. Do you, do you not remember his first album, Yeezy Skiffle? Yeah, Yeezy, Yeezy Skiffle, yeah. Where he gets around the old Joanna <laughs> and plays, plays Lily Marlene for his granddad. That's just the thing that I do. <laughs> Blowing on a big jug. Yeah, playing a bass made out of a milk carton. <laughs> Jay-Z's on the washboard. Great. Um, and if anyone um, spots you on there, you know... Um, hit head up on Tinder. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Especially the, if you're into skiffle. The good thing about having an app from like Snoogaloopy is if someone does like it, you probably know they're the one. Okay, yeah. Are you looking for the one on I'm Tinder? I'm just waiting for the first person to reference the fact that I've got Snoogaloopy as my anthem. How, uh, how's your Tinder success? Just terrible. <laughs> just. Are you going on many Tinder dates? I, I've never been on one. That's how bad. <laughs> how long have you been on there? <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Maybe you want to amplify your audience. Just change your song. Do nah. you know what I mean? And then nah. tell them when you meet them. Nah, yeah. Sorry, you're here under false pretenses. I'm it's actually not just actually <laughs> Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. It's Snookaloopy by Chaz and Dave. What kind of songs are you seeing on there? What kind of stuff are you seeing? Mainly chart stuff. Right, like, okay. Like Rockstar by Pulse Malone. That gets a lot of... Right, okay. Not as much Chaz and Dave as you'd think. Right, okay. A lot of <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. We'll put those buskers in. Those buskers go in there. Yeah, fuck up. Jangly country covers of stuff. And finally, Ed... Yeah, that was jangly cunts. That's not... <laughs> <what I'm... laughs> That's not... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, Ed, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. <laughs> Which animal is it? Cats are pretty bad, but I love cats. Okay, go Cats on. are dicks, but I like them. Cats are dicks. Uh, cats are dicks because they're just like... They just treat you like shit. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And, like but shit. they, but they get all your and love I and think affection. Subconsciously, I deserve to be treated like shit. So cats, cats, cats are gonna be yeah. sort of flagellate. It's like a mayor culpa. <laughs> I just feel yeah. I feel like a desert island. Got Russell Brand, George Orwell, chatting about how revolutionary they are. Mm. Tom Holland just shaking their hands and being really humble. Yeah, the floors covered in ruddles. <laughs> the cats have got into the mayonnaise. <laughs> Yeah, I can see my, I can see myself killing myself on that island. Instantly. Great. Podcast done. Just look round. Yeah. No, Should I'm not here. Me. Cats, anything else about cats? Um, no, I quite like them. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but they do treat you like shit. Yeah, my cat treats me like shit, yeah. Mm. Oh, you got a cat? I've got a cat. She hates me. I think I might be allergic to her. <laughs> no Tinder, but you've got yourself a nice That's little the, cat. Yeah, cat that ignores me <laughs> Samuel Beckett wrote a short play called uh, Roughs for Theatre One um, and uh, it's about uh, two survivors of like a um, post-apocalyptic world one's blind one's in a wheelchair and they they coexist but they're really ratty and they kind of hate each other right. that's the relationship between me and my cat okay <laughs> okay it's like a Beckett play she doesn't respond to me <laughs> Now that's material for another show, mm, right? Yeah. People have got an Edinburgh show that are less. Yeah, surely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ed, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, uh, Ed. If people want to see you, um, where can they see you? Wednesday, the thirty-first of January to Saturday, the third of February. I'm doing my uh, award-nominated uh, Edinburgh show, Anthem for Doomed Youth, at the Soho Theatre at mm. eight forty-five. Plenty of tickets are still available. Okay. <laughs> And uh, if any if anyone wants to hear you, are you elsewhere? Uh, oh yeah, I've uh, just been uh, given a Radio One show. Oh yeah, which is probably if you've listened to this, ill advised. Okay, uh, co-hosting a new comedy podcast alongside uh, Lauren Patterson, who's great, and that'll be out soon. 
So I think the 5th of February is the date it's earmarked for. Okay, great. So keep an eye out for that. Um, what's it called? It's called Ed and Lauren Get On. Okay, excellent. And where will people be able to get it? Uh, uh, iPlayer, I think, probably iTunes, and it will go out at 3 o'clock in the morning, as far as I'm aware. Okay, on Radio 1? Yeah. And then it'll be in all the usual places? Big time, yeah. Nice one. Thank you very much for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.